made it to another episode of the Pipe Dream Podcast. This is a show that reveals the real and raw of tradesmen's stories. We get the truth from those who support the people who do the work. We also take a deep dive with resilience experts and those who do the heavy lifting, supporting the labor force. Listen for today's tale from the trench. Hello, my brothers. This is Nick Gemmel, the Awakened Tradesman. And the topic of today's episode is I'm All In, a discussion with Jeff McKenna. Sit back and relax and listen to today's tale from the trench. Hey, Paul. All right. Hello. How are you, Nick? Good. You? Uh, I'm doing really well, thanks. Doing really well. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know me, I'm Jeff McKenna. I'm a journeyman scaffolder and uh good friend of Nick's and, and a few other brothers that are in the groups. And uh, we're here to chat about some stuff. <laughs> you have no <laughs> idea. You have no idea what you got yourself into, do you? <laughs> no, it's, it's uncomfortable. Almost like getting caught kissing your cousin uncomfortable, but we'll see what happens here. <laughs> uh, it's, good. it's good, man. So um, let's, uh, I think, Let's just give the audience just a little taste of uh, who Jeff McKenna is and uh, what you're all about. Well, I, uh, I'm a, like I said before, I'm a journeyman scaffolder. Um, I own my own business in Lethbridge, Alberta, scaffolding. Um, I work up north still doing a week-on, week-off shift, scaffolding as well, foreman. Um, I have a beautiful wife, and I got three kids. One that's seven, one that's three, and one that's six months now. And uh, they're wild. They get that from their mother. Just don't tell her I said that, right? <laughs> but yeah, other things that rev me up, I like to ride motorcycles, wrench on motorcycles, um, play too much golf probably, and uh, just try and be there for my family as much as I can. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. So when I get out here, like a real, real dude, right? Like ranch on shit, build shit, and uh, and then still, and this is what we're working on, trying to uh, to spend a little more present time at home. Trying to find that balance, because yeah, uh, everybody talks about, hey. Eh? And uh, I think most everybody, whether you're a tradesman or not struggles to find that balance between home life and and also their careers and and just uh themselves as well which sometimes gets lost in translation i think more so than anything you kind of uh you kind of get put onto this this pedestal where you have to do certain things and and not worry about other things and most of the time it's it's you and how you're feeling that gets put in in the background so yeah it's it's important to be well-rounded for sure <laughs> yeah and we'll get into a little more of that later but it's just yeah. it's really yeah it still blows me away when uh when you guys like especially another guy in the in the group um talk about talk about life that way where before <laughs> what would we talk about sitting around on a bike trip right <laughs> <laughs> uh, we still talk a lot about that randomness but uh yeah it's funny and it's it's funny how in these last last year that we've been doing this together somewhere in there um it's funny how much your your thought process changes and uh it's funny how comfortable you get talking about these things right out in the middle of the open when you're trying to put on the tough guy front and and it's funny because we're all doing push-ups randomly in the middle of the street or whatever trying to find something healthy to eat when you're on the road and i don't know it's just funny how things changed and uh feels a lot yeah. better definitely yeah. exactly so how long have you been working on the road then oh i've been on the road for about 12 years now 12 to 13 years and uh done all sorts of shifts um my biggest shift that i've been doing lately has been seven and seven and the reason i did that was to try and find more balance in my life but 
a lot of it just turned to, Hey, I can go golfing or, Hey, I can go on this motorcycle trip. And, uh, yeah, that took precedence over a lot of other things that were definitely more important, but I didn't think so at the time. And, uh, yeah, no, no matter what shift I was on, I was still always away, always away. So things yeah. didn't matter, but we're coming around. <laughs> no, absolutely. And what I, where I was going with that is, did you, um, I guess, did you ever stop and think of what that was doing to you? Like just being gone and working, didn't matter what the shift was, but over, you know, 13 years, did you ever stop to think of, yeah. <laughs> no, no, have a, an end game. Well, what you think is an end game, but it's, it's always what you're getting pulled into. But yeah, you never stop to think what that's doing to you or, or the ones around you. You just know that you have to go and make money and, and, uh, on your days off, you have to cram as much as you possibly can. And for me, it was cramming, you know, like rounds of golf and stuff like that. And, and things that kept me distant from my family and, and, uh, yeah, I didn't really see what it was doing to them. I sometimes I still don't, you know. But uh, yeah. so yeah, would you? Would it be safe to say that you, while you were away, you you didn't put any, or how much deposits did you put in while you were gone before into that relationship? In terms of my balance, very yeah. min- very minimal, yeah. very minimal. Yeah. So fast forward, and I think it was last January or when we first started uh, working together. Uh, but I guess it all comes to a head. So you were gone 13 years working various shifts, different places. And then all of a sudden, you start, you reach out to a message with me. And how did that come about? Um. That came about through, well, we should talk about my own breakdown beforehand. Um, While being on the road and not making those deposits with the balance, you start to have urges. Um, Myself, I had urges with with physical touch and and not with my my wife. It was was others. And uh, it was that immediate gratification right off the hop, that immediate um feeling of that vice like right away right and um yeah so i had i had a few infidelities and and then i got uh i got caught which was what needed to happen i mean you you it needs to happen you need to make a change and and if i didn't get caught i wasn't going to make a change so then i um i had a really good friend of mine who was involved in coaching with you and uh, he was telling me about it and this is a fellow that I thought was very stuck in his ways and and you interviewed him in an earlier podcast and uh it, it really got me thinking like hey like I'm I'm giving advice to all these people even even buddies like him I give advice to and and I didn't know how to handle my own shit so um yeah it just felt like the good thing to do at the time and and it and it has been it's been amazing really amazing so yeah (laughs) okay so so all that's going on like at what point i guess where was the breaking point where it's like if i don't do anything you know it's just going to be a disaster if i do do something I don't want to because I have no idea what to do. So what was the breaking point to, like, was it actually the infidelity and getting caught? Was that what it was? It was actually getting told by my wife that if this ever fucking happens again, you're done. You're done. And for me, like, I, I came from, you know, a family that was torn apart early in life. And, and that to me scared the living shit out of me. Because I didn't want to be that cliche fella that's, you know, divorced or anything like that. And I also, 
I also really wanted to cling on to the fact that I could see my kids when I want, you know what I mean? And, uh, so that was the main driving force for, for actually reaching out was to, uh, try and curve this before it got to that point. And we were pretty fucking close to that point. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's, <laughs> but that's the, so you're in this, we'll call it a, we like to call it the pit. You're at the very bottom. You have, what are the, what were the feelings I guess around that? Like what, if you were to describe that to somebody else, what would it be? To be honest, I felt sick. I felt sick. I felt sick for what I was doing. I felt sick for who I was hurting. I felt, I felt a lot of sickness. I felt a lot of loneliness, even though like I was, you know, doing dumb shit and getting all these responses. It didn't, it didn't work for me. Um, it worked for me for like, you know, right in that moment. But at the end of the day, then you get this feeling of guilt and betrayal and, and you just feel alone, like really alone. And, uh, you know, like when I was talking with my good buddy, he was like, Oh, you got all these people in there that are going through their own battles. And it's unreal because no matter what each person is going through, you're all in similar places in life. And he's like, and you can feed off each other and actually help each other out. Even though, even though the, the situations are different, the stories and the feelings are all the same. So that kind of really resonated with me because like, you know, I've, I've done counseling and stuff like that. And, and, uh, for me, it just never felt like a place where people really understood where I was coming from. Whereas here we're kind of all on the same playing field and, uh, what certain people say actually hit home rather than someone that you're paying to just tell you what you want to hear. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, yeah, that was a big one for me. Big one. Yeah, for and me. That's what, that's what I get a lot is, um, like you're not a therapist, you're this and that, but it's not therapy. It's just letting you, letting you talk it out in your head. And for the most part, every one of us knows what the answer is. They just don't, we just don't want to do it. <laughs> you just don't want to come to grips with the fact that that is, it, it's yeah. so easy to bullshit yourself. But when you're trying to bullshit a group full of people that, that become your peers, like, there ain't no dicking around there. Like they're going to call you on your shit. And, uh, you know, a lot of us, especially tradesmen, you need that kick in the pants. You need it because that's how it's, that's how it is at work. I mean, if you're fucking up, you're going to get told. It's not like they're going to sugarcoat things and using doctor's terms and whatnot. That's not how it works. Like here you're actually getting like, I don't want to say ripped apart, but you're getting told how it is. And for some reason, it just, it works out better for us when we get told like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. Um, And going, but going back to where, um, when you were in that pit and, uh, and coming out, I guess, I don't know how do I want to say this there's uh like I know what I felt coming out and it was I had nobody um at the beginning and Mm -hmm. uh and then just having that group of guys like you said it was uh, it was pretty amazing like um with the men of iron then so yeah it's just a bunch of dudes just that want other dudes to be better right And you just build that bond and you help each other out. Oh, for sure. No, it's amazing. Um, I think the most, the biggest eye opener for me was that, that initial video call. And like, you know, of like, I knew of some of the people in the group, you know, not enough background or anything, but you know, I know them, I've hung out with them. But uh, when you're, in the middle of it, like when you're saying, okay, I'm ready. And 
and you you have to say like your your facts of your life to almost complete strangers and for me it was the most uncomfortable thing i've ever done like it really was but after we all got through it like it was the amount of brotherhood that you feel right off the bat and hey i just met some of you guys tonight but like you know I, i'd almost yeah, if you're getting beat up, I'm going to jump in that fight with you. You know what I mean? Like, there was just such a sense of camaraderie, like, right off the hop. It was uh, it was very empowering. It was very, very empowering. Um, and that's what you needed to actually say, hey, like, I can do this. Like, I can, I can get through this with these people. Like, we can... We can make big changes in our lives. We can be amazing people. Like, not that we aren't already, but you know what I mean. It was uh, was amazing. Just something more than what you're having right now, right? Yeah. It's too easy, I think, for a lot of us to stay, like, stagnant just by ourselves and complete, like, just redoing the same path over and over again. Same outcome, same everything. But when you have a group of people around you to kind of be like, hey, like, you're feeling down right now. How can we help you get back up on your feet? Or, hey, you're really lighting things up right now. Like, you're doing well in all your core four, your business, booming, everything's booming. How can we make it even better? You know, and, like, it's, it's quite unreal. It's quite unreal. Yeah. So there's, there's, uh, there's this cool place where you get to when, when people start looking at their facts, like you guys did, and then wrapping, attaching feelings to what that is. And yeah, I said the F word, right? Feelings. And you wrap them together. And then you realize that you have no one to blame but yourself. Oh, yeah. What, What was that first feeling like for you? That was like, fuck. <laughs> that was that was um, a tough pill to swallow because, like I said, you get so used to telling yourself any story that you can to try and make you feel great about yourself. And um, it's so easy to wrap yourself up into this big fuck-off lie that really just doesn't do anything for you but make you feel proud of yourself for doing the wrong thing like it's it's crazy um yeah that was that was deep but upon knowing the actual facts of what you're going through and the feelings towards it like it was easier to see where you needed to go in all of those points in your life to kind of get things better um you need to just really meditate on that stuff. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was an eye opener. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, and you, and you mentioned meditate. What was the, uh, was that, have you ever done that before? No, no, no. I've done a lot of things and not <laughs> ever crossed my mind, nor did yoga. There's, there's yeah. a lot of that I've done that for me, like, yeah, I'd, I'd never think of doing. I think lots of people that know my personality would be like, yeah, there's no way he's going to meditate. That guy heckles people that meditate. You know, like, and that's that that was the reality then. But until doing it, like, it was it was exactly what I needed to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if, you, if you could describe meditation in, I don't know, just a short sentence, what would you describe it to people that have never done it before? Like, just... Yeah, relaxation and clarity. That's pretty well it for me. Um, I'm a fairly high strung fella. I like, I got a lot of energy in most cases and uh, I don't shut my brain off for nothing. But after I meditate, that is, I can completely flip my mood for that day. I really can. It's, uh, I need to do it. I try and do it most most of the time I do, but you know, these things happen, but 
Yeah. Just that ability to check in with yourself and just self-regulate and just like, why am I stressed? And like, you might not get the answer, but you're just actually at that moment, but you're just checking in to see why the hell am I just so frazzled? Like, yep. What is yeah. this hamster wheel that's going around in my head? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's it's exactly what you need, like especially problem solving. There's a lot of times where in life where to problem solve, I would go and crush three, four, five cigarettes, and then all of a sudden I'd have an epiphany, and there's what I need to do to solve the problem. I can do that in like, you know, a good one minute, two minute meditation. I can be clear and ready to go, and and I haven't even thought about the problem in the first place. I just look at it different way and it just comes to you right like it's yeah it's a really is yeah so so you went from a place and um you went from this pit and now we've worked our way from the bottom of this pit and we're starting to come up and starting to breathe again and we're starting to you know and that's what i see of you is that you're (laughs) you're starting to um yeah and in in that just calmer and and just more focused on like calls and stuff. And then along with that, you just, I just see results coming. Like, you know, you just, you know, we like to talk in body being balance and business. What was your focus before? Like out of those four areas? It definitely wasn't my balance, my being or my, my fitness. That's for sure. It was definitely, definitely business all And, uh, it's funny because when I put a lot of emphasis in business, like everything, you're not putting anything into the other core fours and, and it's my business didn't really take off. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was supposed to, um, it seems when I'm more aligned and not wasting my time on things in business that don't really work for me, business is, more thriving you know whether that's whether that's money or whether that's just uh getting better jobs or or just having a good bunch of people that help you out like it's it's amazing how once you get all your other core four sorted out like everything sorted out everything just falls into place and that's with relationship that's with your body like it's funny because the body stuff like i don't have to put much effort in it like you eat a little bit healthier, you do a little workout in the morning, sometimes it'd be yoga, like, but I feel way better. And I'm actually seeing results, you know, like, a little bit stronger. I'm I'm not as flabby, you know, like, doesn't take much. But a lot of people, I think, they focus on one thing so much, and it just consumes them. And then something else just fails, like everything just starts snowballing into that. Right. So yeah. yeah, and then when you start defining yourself, like, because we now, like you already said, you never looked, you only looked in one direction for 13 years, really, right, which was business. Well, what did that make you, what does it make you feel when you just know that, you know, money was a driving factor for your entire life and you, you essentially never got off the starting line? Oh, like just what you said you literally don't make it off the starting line like don't get me wrong yeah i got a house i live fairly comfortably but like i'm still a foreman at work you know i'm i'm not driving the corporate wagon you know like i'm i still swing hammer day in day out sometimes with the boys like and don't get me wrong i enjoy it but you put in all this effort into something like that and that's your main focus and you get nowhere but, uh, you know, in my business, I can, I can work for myself. And, and that's more of my thought process now is just seeing my business succeed, not their business succeed. They don't really, they're not really worried about me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Funny, but like right now, like I'm, I'm going into shutdown and we got told we're doing mandatory six and ones. Well, that doesn't work for me. In like everything else is more important to me right now. My family's more important than doing the six and one bullshit that they're having me do. Yep. But 
I'm doing it because this is what I need to do for now. It's not my, you know what I mean? I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it just so that I can maintain my position there so I can still focus on my company and get her going. That's how it is. No, and we all got to focus on your, on our day jobs, you know, but it's, do you feel, I guess, because you weren't really pushing that other company, but now that you've, now that you're living this way and now you're concentrating on your body, your being, your balance and your business, and now your business, it's see, it's getting traction, right? And what? even though you're at work, like, is it, I don't know, is it more fulfilling? Like, is your day more fulfilling because you got this other stuff on the go? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, it is. definitely stressful, right? It definitely adds a little more stress because I got the stress of my normal job and then also the stress on the work that I got down back home. But, uh, you know, like I, I'm, I'm seeing it grow. And uh, for me, I can get through whatever's going on up north just because I, I got this going. And that for yeah. me is fulfilling. I'm still, yeah. excuse me, I'm still taking care of my family. And I'm still doing things to put us in a place where, where we want to be that's aligned with me, you know, aligned with me, aligned with the great bunch of workers that I have and their families, because I mean, they want to see it succeed because they want to be close to their families. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's quite fulfilling, quite fulfilling. Yeah. So it's, it's living with intent, right? It's like we like to say, so you're now you're, you know, your job ends at whatever, you know, six, seven o'clock at night. Well, what did what would you do before we started working together? What would be a typical night for you? Well, I'm fairly certain. Do we want the radio viewers to hear that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess on a scale of production wise, what uh, you know, I mean, have your shit just, and then yeah. you got hours that you're killing just doing nothing. Yeah. Like now, now I'm listening to podcasts. I'm. I'm trying to sort out jobs for the next day. I'm trying to research new business ideas. You know, I'm connecting with my family, actually connecting and not just going through the motions. Um, I, I'm doing workouts at night, you know, trying to organize my weeks through the general's tent, doing my PMG, which helps me. Um, there's a lot of things that I do that I wouldn't normally do before. And uh, it's setting me up for where I want to be for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. not just, I'm just yeah, doing what yeah, we do. Not just buying time. So you're on a seven day off or on and seven day off schedule. So essentially you would just shut everything else off for seven days and then try to fit shit in on your other seven days and then just dreading life. I'm assuming, okay, the next time that it's time to get back on the plane again, right? Is that a typical cycle? Sometimes it's even dread going home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even, even coming back. Well, like my wife brought this up to me, like numerous occasions that I'm honorary for like a good three days after I get home already. So then you're literally like screwing up your your whole days off because you can't have a good relationship with your wife and kids because you're still stuck north or like mentally stuck up north or or so used to the routine that you have there that when you get home and there's kids everywhere you're stepping on Legos and everything and losing your mind over shit that you don't have to deal with up north it it just seems like back then it seemed like an easier place to be was, was at work rather than the family life. And, you know, that's why it's easy to say, Hey, I'm going golfing for four hours, which turns into two rounds of golf in one day and you're gone for a normal work day. And then you're home just to eat and wash up the kids and go to bed. And the next day you got a motorcycle trip planned for four out of your seven days off. And, you're sitting there getting into trouble and up to no good. And and then you come home and you try and make good for, for two days before you go back up to work. Meanwhile, as soon as you get up to work, you're getting all these texts from the old lady saying that 
she's not happy and and you were being an asshole and all this so it's before it, it wasn't even easy coming home and and sometimes like i really got to prepare myself to come home like this happens we've spoke about it numerous times where i get my head in the mindset that hey i'm going home two to three days before i'm actually off shift just so i can get ready for the chaos because <laughs> it is yeah. young chaos they're they're a lot of work but now once i get in the right headspace like you know it, it's go time like there's so many things that we do like as soon as i get home you know you're going to the park you're walking the kid to school the first day you know whereas before i'd be sleeping in like now those are kind of things that i need to do to get me back into the groove and and now i can actually seek a lot of joy in it and it's it's nice yeah really but we fight it right like as 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 much as we say that we're dads and we want to be there and we want to spend time with our kids and then when when it gets to be that point where okay it's go time you you your brain is over like you say it's at work or it's oh shit we can't spend this money because uh you know i didn't have a good uh, as hitch as i wanted to and oh man you know the truck broke down and then you start thinking of this atm i like to say and <laughs> you just feel like a bank machine and now you got you're torn a million different ways yep how can you be present walking your kid kid to school so it's so much easier just to stay in bed right so much easier but it was all a mindset like it, yeah. it's all all what you told yourself like for me now like that's that's the best thing to the start of my days off is being able to get up with the boys and take them to school like before i'd be like fuck i just got home at like three o'clock in the morning or whatever because our plane was delayed and i had to drive from calgary to lethbridge and like fuck i want to get up at seven in the morning and get you ready for school but now like that's I look at it this way. Hey, the kids are in school. Like after this is done, I can go and have a quick nap or, or do what I need to do. Like it, yeah. it it's a lot better. And it's, it's all on your, your mindset of, you know, how you want to take it. You can take it the shitty way and, and sit there and be a grump about it or, or just get up and do it and you'll feel 10 times better. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, in the program, we like to talk a lot about sedation and different ways we sedate, right? We should mention that you're sober. Yeah, you don't sir. even you don't do anything that's fun other than smoke, I guess, if that's what you want to call fun. But that's with you. <laughs> like, I just again, everyone's got their vices, right? But yeah, no, I've been sober for 15 years now. So yeah, yeah. So 15 years. And in that time, going back to your pit, you still manage to, to have infidelity. You still manage to feel like you weren't getting anywhere in life. Where a lot of people that don't drink, they have they they have <laughs> all that time to produce, right? So you would think, okay, how can you not be this person that's that's sober and <laughs> and you don't do drugs and anymore? <laughs> and right it's just yeah. it's just the way that it is and so that's why it's so relatable like your story is so relatable to so so many other people is because they actually are you know they are using some sort of drug or alcohol but you manage to sedate with women and buying time with bikes and buying time at the golf course just like me Right, for sure. it's, it's it's amazing, and you think you're the only one that's oh, <laughs> be anything, Nick, anything. Yeah. Like if if whatever activity or whatever you're doing is pulling you away from those things that are actually important in your life, that's an addiction. I mean, if you're spending your focus on things that are taken away from things like your family, um your business anything like like i've known guys that video game for days on end that have divorces because they can't get off a video game like yeah. do i think of that as a, an addiction well 
I used to not. I used to think that they were a little fucked up in the head, to be honest with you, but it's no different. It's no different. Like, I mean, if, if you were playing, if you were lawn bowling for eight hours a day, of course that's going to throw a stick in your spokes, right? Like, doesn't matter what it is. If you're spending too much time on it and it's taking, it's consuming you, then you're going to be in the same place as everyone who's doing crack or meth or anything like that. Like, it's just how it goes. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just so amazing that you see it all the time. And especially up in camp, and that's where, you know, it doesn't matter if you're drinking every night or not. You've just wasted those seven days or those 14 days or those four months that you're up in camp. Like, you you literally expanded not one bit, right? And it's so hard to look back after all those years. Yeah, you may think that you're expanding because somebody told you about this this thing you need to research, and you look it up, and you're like, hey, that's pretty cool. And then you you try it for, like, a week, and that's that. Like, that's a big win for a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, give it a whirl of art, and then you just go back to what you're doing. Like, it's... It's funny because you, a lot of people in camp, they do absolutely nothing. You ask what, what everyone does at the end of camp, like end of their shift, like it's always the same answer. I go, I pack my lunch and then little handball. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) True story, man. True story. So can you say that it's safe to say that, you know, when you were just concentrating on your business, Everything went to shit. And but now that you're that you're cognizant and that you are aware that there's these other areas of your life that you should be concentrating on. And I say should because we see what you know with me, I'm case study number one, your case study number two. Um <laughs> right, we have a few other ones, <laughs> right? That actually when they start to align themselves and actually do something for their body and sweat every day. I'm not saying go be a powerlifter or a bodybuilder. I'm just saying like sweat, like do something for your body. And then, you know, check in with yourself, you know, see how you're doing in your being. Like I didn't even know what the hell that was until I went to freaking rehab. Right. Like mindfulness, meditation, like what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then once you started actually, being present with your kids and being intention, you know, having intention with that relationship with both of them, with your kids and, and your wife. Now you're actually starting to make traction in your business where you can actually make some real money. Yep. Weird. Weird. Hey, it, it's funny how they all feed off of each other. They do like it. You got to be aligned with all those things in order to actually see it work for you. Um, Because like, like we've said time and time again, if you're only focused on one or two of them, then the other two are failing. Obviously you need to be pretty well-rounded and it's amazing how, how quick even putting in such a little effort actually turns things around for you. Like, I mean, before we started this coaching thing like I was I was pretty well living with my folks again I mean I would I would go home just uh like I would go home with the wife just during the day when she wasn't there because she was off to work and then I would have to lie to my kids to say I gotta go to work night shift and go sleep with like at my folks house you know what I mean because I was booted out of the house because I was being stupid like and now, like, we just had our 11th anniversary and had a great date night. We laughed. Cell phones were in the pocket, which is a huge one. Um, you can actually have a conversation, and it's, and then eventually you go home and you actually do the deed that you never were going to do beforehand. Like, it was amazing. Um, you know, like, I, I now have scheduled things with my kids. Like, hey, we're going to do this, and we're doing it you know, one-on-one and then we're doing like all the kids and then we're doing family days. Like it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a lot better, a lot scheduled better. It's great for me, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> going back, it, it all started with not 
blaming other people and taking accountability for your life. Right. Yep. yep. So I guess sure. what would, uh, if anybody feels and resonates and, and, uh, yeah, just from the descriptions that you've given and what you've talked about today, what would advice, if somebody's feeling that same way, what advice would you give them? They need to put in the work. They need to reach out. They need to uh, get involved with the group because it's huge. I mean, there are many times where I myself have tried to stop doing something or make a change just by myself and it never fucking works for me. So you need the accountability and you need to come to grips with the fact that you probably did this and, and you need to put in the work to change it. And it's not going to be easy, but nothing good ever is. That's just how it goes. So you got to reach out. That's the first step. It's no different than if you're trying to quit drugs. And you got to realize that you have a problem. It's, it's, it's cliche, but it's true. Like, if you're not going to grips with the fact that you have issues, then you're just going to consistently have issues in life. That's just where you're at. But, uh, yeah, you, you got to put in the work. Like, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's not easy saying, you know, admitting that you're wrong. And that's where, you know, as men, we, we just do not want to go there. I can admit that I'm wrong, admit that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, uh, yep. that I am actually the problem. And, you know, it, in all relationships, it does take two to tangle. But guess where it starts? In how you act and how you show up. You're showing right. up like a disconnected piece of shit. Guess what? You're going to be going and trying to live at your parents' house, right? Yeah, good. I never thought some years old going and moving in with my folks. Like that was, that was, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I can't do that. <laughs> but oh. no, like got to get past that ego. It's funny because we're us as men, we're kind of wired. Like, let's be real here. If, if something's broken, you know, like in a motorcycle or anything like that, the last thing I'm going to do is reach out. That's that's just how it is. Like I'm gonna try and fix that on my own. And uh, motorcycles are easy, but yourself and your situations, your issues that you're going through are not easy because you've made them hard. You've made them harder by telling stories. You've made them harder by not coming to grips with the fact that you fucked up. And uh, yeah, you got to get past that. You got to reach out. You got to take that first step. It's just how yeah. it goes. No, man. I, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap her up from there. Um, but it's just it's just been such an amazing path just to see where where when you first came in, and I was still you know figuring out what the what this actually was going to look like with the coaching and everything. I really had no clue on where that was going to go. I was not going to lie. I was a little bit winging it, but you guys stepped up and it made it so easy that to. Uh, to go down that that journey together because everyone went all in there yep. was <laughs> you know for those that did go all in it was just okay and then it, it, it forced me to show up and learn this shit even better and even though i was putting in the work and doing all of that and yeah and just it it forced me so no it thank you to you guys for showing up and it's just <laughs> Well, I mean, we all grew. It was great. Yeah. And it's still, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a really good time. It's, I look forward to the weekly chats and I look forward to any learning that we can have and, and seeing each other succeed. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's just exciting to see where, you know, as it grows and as it, as it, you know, expands, just yeah where we can actually take this and actually because when you look around we're all the tradesmen are all the same man and oil patch like we all got the same issues so i you know the more the, the more we can come together talk about it and work through it together you know yep. you can still sit in the corner and you can listen to somebody 
somebody talk and it resonates and you're oh. like, man. Daily. It's funny because like you, you look at a lot of tradesmen, a lot of tradesmen up north and, and you tell them, you know, eventually they start asking questions like, what's that shit you're drinking? Well, it's called greens. It's, it's to make me feel better. Um, why are your, why is your stomach hurt? Well, I was doing sit-ups. Well, you don't look like the type of fellow that would do sit-ups or workout or any of that bullshit. Well, it's good for me. And then, and then the first time I actually, I want to say that I, I got busted. I was in my office writing in the journal and, you know, I got busted by some coworkers. And I mean, you know, initially it was a little kind of unnerving, but uh, I mean, you just explain to them what you're doing and hey, it makes me feel good. And then, and then you tell them a little bit more on the groups that you're in and all of a sudden they're like, hey, that's, that's pretty awesome. Like I've been looking for something like that forever, but, uh, and you, you just kind of coach them through it a bit and, and you hope that they reach out to someone like yourself, Nick, and uh, some people just aren't ready yet, but uh, the more people that you can get involved and, and uh, the more that you can change to show what is possible, in, in the lifestyles that we live, people are going to start biting at the chance to get in. It's just how it yeah. is. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're still going to do the work. We're like, as far as like the working away, like it's not going away like that shit and the tradesman stuff and the construction, it's not going away. We're still going to do the work. And that's why I'm so passionate about, okay, let's make this better. So while you are gone away, how can you thrive in your life still and just not be, an ATM card because yep. it's not a good feeling. No. Nope. And it has nothing to do with the other people in your life. That's just how you perceive yourself. Is, Here, I'm just, I'm just going to work to buy shit for you guys to live. And I'll just keep doing this because that's what you're supposed to do. Well, fuck oh, that. It, it's <laughs> what, what I used to get mad at. I mean, like, Oh, we got, we got registration for this and the kids want to do this and this and this. And you know, like, before I'd be like, Oh, I got to shell out this much money. I got to shell out this much money. Now it's like, you know what? Fuck. Yeah. I get to go watch my kid play soccer, like on my days off, you know, or, or yeah, I'll get you that new bike because Hey, like we can ride bikes together. And you know, it's, it's, it's a completely different mindset now. Like you, you can spin it whatever way you want. Um, now I don't mind being the ATM. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to work so that we can do this, this, and this. It's not, it's not about just, oh, so I can have a full bank account. Now it's like experiences and, and doing things. And that for me is more of the driving force yeah. now. Yeah, for sure. And all at the same time, you get to do shit that you want to do because you created that. You create that space where you still went on a bike trip. You still went on, you know, you still go golfing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I know. you do it with intent and you, you know how to communicate. You're learning how to communicate that to your partner and to your kids. So I do it with no guilt now. Like yeah. not, not much. Let me phrase that. Um, yeah, it's planned out and my wife knows about it and, and she understands that, Hey, now that motorcycle is part of my being. I need to do that so that I can show up in my balance and, and Hey, like, that golf game that I played with my neighbor, who's one of my best buddies. Like I need that because I need that connection with my friends and Hey, date nights this night. We need to do it because I need to go on a date with you. I need to be with you and not with the kids. And, and same with every date that I do with my kids. Like it's, it's a lot. It's amazing. Everything's with intent. It's, it's, there's no real wasted time anymore. Like, I'm not finding myself just chilling on the couch, you know, doing absolutely fuck all and thinking that I had a productive days off when really they were bullshit and my body hurts because I was being a lazy slob on the couch. <laughs> I can't sit for that long. It hurts. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, funny. Oh man. It's a, it's amazing. So yeah. And I'm glad you, you, you said you'd come on the show and, and just share that story because it's just so much like everybody, a lot of people that are, that are out working and just, just like you are, we're just regular people. It's just yeah. how it is. 
Yeah. So if we can just make more regular people wanting to just not feel stuck and not and getting to the place where because it'll happen where you're getting served divorce papers like myself and you very close, right? And yeah. we just don't I, I think and that's why you agreed to be on the show that like we don't we don't want other people to have to go through that. So let's let's get it get it to the point where that pain point isn't to the point where okay now the wife's telling me to to go reach out to someone if you do not do this no one wants to be in that place so no. take it on yourself <laughs> just you look don't. at your life yeah look at the facts in your life and if you if any of this resonates and if that if you are seems like you are in some of those places and some of those feelings that we talked about are the same as what you are are feeling at home well Maybe if even if it's not me, reach out to somebody and get in a program. There's tons of coaching programs around. Find one that works for you, and that's all I that's all I can ask, right? I just yeah. know tradesmen, and I know and I I know uh, people that work away, and that's my my specialty. So if we we can get more people to not be sitting on their parent or sleeping on their parents' couch, the better. So oh, because that's that's major uncomfortable <laughs> it's terrible right. right we laugh about it but man when we were there it was absolutely horrible right so oh, true yeah like yeah. you that that was almost like i've been pretty rock bottom with drinking and drugs and that was pretty well up there i mean to have everything like i got a house and now i'm thinking like oh i don't got a house no more like i might be there like i might be that fella like no trucks for me no more. None of this shit. Like, it was close. It was enough of a scare. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. I appreciate you for coming on the show, brother. And I'm sure at one point we'll have another conversation here. And, uh, but yeah, I think that was a good starter to learn about Jeff McKenna. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, funny how from like this, this, uh, oil CEO chick that was uh, doing some amazing stuff. And then, then we got Jeff McKenna. That's great. <laughs> no, it's, it's all relevant because it's, it's uh, yeah, we just want people that are relatable and, and whether it's downtown Calgary or if it's out in the field, everyone's the same, man. Yep. Like I said, we all go through the same things, have the same problems, just different stories. That's all. Yeah, that's right. And that's what this show showcases, just the different stories. So, so no, man, no, I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again on here again. That sounds good, Nick. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, brother. Thank you for listening to today's Tale from the Trench. Be sure to subscribe to The Awakened Tradesman on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Instagram and message us for a customized coaching strategy call to successfully live your oil-filled lifestyle. You can earn a fulfilled life. Check back next week to continue listening.